unrealistic expectations are my bread and butter. I was watching some Vice documentary on TikTok houses and just the the clickbaity article or uh, title of the documentary was these young people are forgoing college to make millions on TikTok or whatever. And it was just all these 18 year old kids that live in a TikTok house and just and the interview was so funny because the the he'd be like, how many followers do you have? And this girl was like 10.1 million. And he straight up just goes, why? <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, what's so important? And she kind of looked at him like, what? It's like, why? What? It's where you gather your worth from. That yeah. Number. I also like that they, you know, make it sound easy. You know, the reality is, is what, like, less i'm sure far less than one percent of tiktokers make any livable income yes yes i like my uh like i guess my buddy i've had two like uh i had aaron aaron on who he's making a living on tiktok aaron goldie mm-hmm. boy and then my, i have my buddy gary on and he would i would say is at the low end and he's definitely like yeah, like definitely on the far low end, but he's he's making a little supplemental income. That's um, nice. But it's got to be a lot of work even to get there. I'm, yes. I mean. Yes. Yeah. No, I've had three actually. And then and then uh Gabby who yeah, she went, was the most recent one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And she yeah. just immediately went to the OnlyFans route. Right. And so obviously and I'm sure I'm sure you can make a ton of money on OnlyFans. Yeah, a lot. I think I think a lot tons. of people are doing that. Yeah. So, are you announcing the uh, JedFeetPicks.com launch? I would. I would absolutely sell feet picks, and I would have no moral qualms about that whatsoever. What about wouldn't, the dirty? Wouldn't you? They all dirty. Socks? Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Oh, I would. I would in a heartbeat. But yeah. all, like, no one's gonna like this, but also my feet. No. Unless you're <laughs> saying there's a market, and you're my number one fan. No, I've got okay. I've I've been told that I've got I've got good enough feet for feet picks. I've got have you ever looked up your feet type? I have Roman feet. I I have not. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems like a weird thing to even know that you can look up. Yeah, well, my girlfriend started it and she showed me there's like Roman, uh, and it's all about like basically um the relation of like your big toe to your second and third toes and like if they're taller than your big toe if they're shorter if your feet kind of go in an even slope or if they're boxy there was like four types so is this like a genetic basis for naming these or just they got these names? i i don't think it's genetic i think it's um if i i don't that's a good question if i i would guess more like aesthetically or something because it didn't seem to have any basis in genetics reality is what you're saying no basis in reality okay yeah but it's like an old it's an old uh um it's an old thing i assume they do hand picks too don't they i've been told i have beautiful hands i i've been i've been told that i have beautiful hands by uh men it's 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 kind of awkward actually no not really but uh, but are you half flattered though oh i was totally flattered i was yeah. i was literally in my buddy's truck and like he looked down <laughs> at my hand he goes not to be gay but you have beautiful hands <laughs> and i'm like That's, thanks man <laughs> like like david duchovny and uh zoolander zoolander that's what i was thinking of when you said the feet model i was like zoolander all the way yeah, he kept yeah, he kept yeah. his hand in a hyperbaric chamber. I feel like I only have one good hand though, because even though both my hands are the same, I sprained my middle finger when I was like twelve, and it's got it's like out of uh, shape on my yep. right hand. Yeah, and it, it just stayed that way forever. My hands too. I broke my pinky, and the the way they uh, it kicks out. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah. The way the way nice. they put the cast on it. Uh, no, it really sucks too. Like. I really, that's why, that's why I'm way more cautious about doing things. Like if I wanted to do jujitsu or any kind of extreme sport, like skateboarding or anything, because like breaking my wrist and 
fingers yeah. and knuckles has really affected like my drawing and drum playing and yeah, that's, lifting that's why weights. i don't that's why i don't with my guitar playing i don't i don't yeah. want to do anything that like endangers like my hands that's why i don't rest. care about when i broke my hand because i was a soccer player yeah right yeah exactly but when i broke my it. ankle i was like yeah this sucks it right. sucks like there's nothing worse than and, and it's every and i i think back to when those times happen and it was just an instant and it's like well now your life has changed from one mistake <laughs> Ugh. yeah i well okay so you just brought up something that i can totally comment on um i i hate that too and i had that happen with um I was taking Advil for a wisdom tooth and I took just tons of it for like a week and I didn't really think about it. And then I had my wisdom tooth out. They tried to actually give me, I think probably codeine. What is it? Tylenol and codeine. Is that what yeah. they usually give you? Tylex, I, ty- Tylenol three or no, actually, like Vicodin. But I didn't want to take it because I don't like those kinds of drugs, oddly enough. And uh, so I took Advil instead, but I, I took it on an empty stomach and I, woke up in the middle of the night it like you it wrecked me i took yeah. four advil i woke up in the middle of the night thought i was dying what? just because it hurt my stomach yeah it messes like, with your stomach lining oh yeah. my god you sissy so, oh no man <laughs> i was i was like on the floor like in a ball like i thought i was gonna die like i used my, to my wife had to call like <laughs> yes. the hospital Here we go. one but, up and chip but check no, this out. No, sorry. I'm going to do some math. No, keep going. Hang on. Before you say it, though, because this is, it was a long story to get to my very small point, which is I've never been able to drink coffee since that happened without getting terrible heartburn and chest pain. Oh, so that sucks. Okay. So, so, like, literally, like that one thing, like, and I loved coffee and I've never been able to drink it the same way ever. Come it's, on, man. Oh, just try it now. Sucks. And I and cool. I I even told my doctor, and he was like, "That's impossible." He's like, "Your stomach heals," and I'm like, "Whatever." I believe my stomach healed, but coffee <laughs> bugs. It was like it was like a switch. I could drink it, and then I couldn't. He's straight calling you a liar. I just he, did some did. quick math to see like the the most acetaminophen I would take in like a day when I was, and it was well, it's from. Not, it's not acetaminophen though. It's it's ibuprofen. Oh, okay. acetaminophen won't hurt your stomach. Oh, okay, good. It'll burn. Well, it'll kill your liver. Oh, well, not good. <laughs> also, I was taking twenty-one thousand milligrams. Dang, that can do some serious damage. I know, and I was doing That's that frequently crazy. because it was those. Uh, it was the yeah Vicodin. It's like five hundred milligrams of acetaminophen and ten milligrams of hydrocodone. That oh, is actually, though, how I would double dip on my prescription sometimes is so they'd prescribe me uh, for Vicodin. And then this was my line. I would call back and I would be like, hey, uh, my my primary care physician told me that um, acetaminophen is really bad for my liver. So uh, he told me to, to ask for something called uh, the Vicodin profine vicoprofene and they'd be like vicoprofen and i was like yeah that's it that's it could you do that instead they'd be like sure because that is ibuprofen and vicodin yeah yeah <laughs> and so i would get so, two two scripts so they'd fill that script you'd pick it up and then call back with a second i would fill it and as soon as i filled it i'd call them so that hopefully so they know okay they, they would think get you just the, the this was this was one. before this was back in like 2000 2009 or something like that and yeah. i don't know if they had like the database really yet and yeah. this was in florida so they really didn't give a shit because well, like now when i pick up some of my wife's meds i have to sign for it and they scan my driver's license and it goes yeah. to like all the different stores and stuff yep yeah they really crack down on that which is sad Thanks. times I appreciate that. I know. And all we got <laughs> out of that deal was fentanyl. So thanks a lot. Oh, yeah. We used to have uh, clean, uh, good old clean Oxycontin. Now we got dirty, dirty fentanyl. But that being said, like doing one thing and having it change the rest of your life really sucks. Like the ramification of that 
And like, uh, it does make you pause when you encounter other things in life, like where you're like, ah, I don't know, man. It made <laughs> me really like the butterfly effect too. Yeah. I mean, I get, it's hard not to, it, it made me things like that made me very fearful of speed, like going fast on skateboards, on oh, yeah. bicycles, Anything. I was always afraid to go fast on skateboards. People who don't do downhill skateboarding, I think are insane. I did. Yeah, I did a little bit of that when I was longboarding. Because I'd always have a skateboard that like the trucks weren't quite tightened, right? Uh, so like if you go, if like I didn't know what I was doing. And like if you start going fast, you know, the trucks start the uh, speed doing a little shimmy. Yeah. And then it's like you're going down. Oh, yeah. And it sucks. Have you ever been on the, the meat crayon subreddit? Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I can say no for, for sure. It's just it's just people that get road rash or dragged. So and it makes a meat crayon. When I was like 15, I uh, rode my bike down the road and my my front brakes came off because oh. they were like a little loose and they came off, came around, stopped my front tire while I was going down a hill, threw me over the handlebars, knocked my tooth out, my oh, front teeth. That's a fear. Like, right in the middle of the road oh. like just my whole face just rode around so you have two you have fake front teeth no check this out i had braces at the time which sounds even worse oh but it held it in place it it held it like it did i didn't lose the tooth because it was on the brace but it was out of my gum <laughs> and and i went to the dentist and he put it back in reattached my braces and left it and it reattached okay oh. so question Yep. When you say put it back in, is it like a little mallet and they just jam it back up in your gums? I think he just pushed it back up in, put my braces in, and and uh, I said it'll probably for the day. And he was like, let's see what it does. And yeah, I still have my original uh, front tooth. Yikes. So, I have, crazy, right? gosh, I, I've, I have made hmm. the appointment and canceled it twice now. I need dental work and then I, I need uh, a, just a um like a wellness like i need blood work done and yeah, just i, like I can't i cannot bring myself to do it you got a needle thing right yes dude i can't I, do I it i struggle with that too i'm gonna have to ask like my psychiatrist for like a sedative or like straight up i don't know how i'm gonna do it like i will say like um i didn't get my blood drawn until i was over 30 because really? I, because I was, yeah, because I was terrified of needles. I would, I would opt out or refuse every I'm single time. Who watches it and be like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, I'm not like. Oh, that. you need another vial. I, sure, I, I used, I used to be fine with that, but now, yeah. like, I've, I've, I used I've to love it. Drawn. In fact, I've had my blood drawn quite a bit this the last two years. You know, just because of a couple things that I was like checking on and like checkups and. And, and my stupid hypochondria putting me in the ER or something, and then they draw blood. But they uh, they use a needle now, like it's called a butterfly needle. You can ask for it. You don't even feel it. It's pretty like amazing. Tiny, tiny, tiny gauge needle there. It's a tiny needle. And like it's they like can the do baby a blood needle. draw. It, it hmm. is a baby needle. But the, but the last couple of times I've been at my uh, like family doctor to do just what you're talking about, just a wellness thing. I've told the nurse how scared I was and she was like, oh, I've got it, you know, and she just has me not look. And literally I almost don't feel it at all. It's pretty incredible. It's so another trick I've heard is if they put the needle in the freezer for a few minutes for you. Oh, and oh. one other thing, one other thing, one other little trick. I was, it was hurting every single time they did it to me prior to this. It like, it would burn. It felt like the whole time they did it. And it's because they rub it with alcohol. Uh -huh. and, and then they don't wait for it to dry. Oh, and it shoves it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so the one nurse finally said that to me. She was like, she was like, oh, I think this is what's happening. She just like gave it a second and dried it and then did it. And I was like, holy shit, that was it. Like, it doesn't hurt this, like that. Now. Like this whole conversation is making me weak. It's, uh, <laughs> That's totally oh, the way I God, used to be about dude. this. I well, and I wish it. it's it was that last it was that last run with IV meth that just destroyed it, dude. I just can't. Ugh. And yeah. and it's and like I've been trying to research things that will like make because part of it is 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 just my vascularity right now. So I'm just trying to 
figure out things that would make me more vascular. Um, it probably also doesn't help that I vape like crazy. So, you know, that is a uh, vasoconstrictor. So it just makes everything tiny. And well, you basically, oh, we got to talk about something else. I assume you're basically having a trauma response. Mm hmm. Like 100%. Maybe I could do counsel through that. Yeah, maybe I could do hypnosis or something. Uh, I wonder if that would work or something. Yeah, let's totally shift subjects. Yeah. So I went to Mexico, me and John, we were supposed to record, but that did not happen. It was a wild, wild week. We flew into You're too busy posting pictures of sunsets, you turd. Dude, the sunsets were awesome. So like my Mexico takeaways, we flew into Puerto Vallarta. I was super scared to go to Mexico because I've just watched too many. It's exactly because I watched too many movies and I watched Narcos and, uh, you know, just scared of, of other countries. And I guess it's the, you know, the whole locked up abroad thing or. You know, I had anxiety that I was going to lose my passport the whole time or or that I was going to get COVID and I was going to get stuck down there or just with poor um, medical care. <laughs> well, apparently it's better because better than- then, I, then I was like, I should have I really should have made a dental appointment while I was down there. Wow. Because a guy that I was in line with at the airport was like, yeah, I got a dentist appointment an hour after I land. Like, that's why he was going. He's like, I got my entire top teeth replaced down there for like a third of the cost. I hear people do that for like major surgery. So just yeah. cross the border, save a couple thousand dollars and come back home. Yeah. Are there doctors really as good as ours? I, that makes me really nervous. There are some <laughs> shitty doctors here. I know. Yeah. You know, I think, I th- yeah, from what Especially I, like, seriously, York, I what's the, see, I've always heard that, like, people oh, fly yeah. to, so I'm probably still, like, on an old, like, uh, mindset, but, like, it's, like, I always heard everybody flies to the U.S. because we have the best doctors, you know, and the, well, they might get educated here, but they might go back to their home country. We have the most incentive for doctors to be good because they're paid so well. Yeah, it's a for-profit industry. But but there's totally, I, I mean, because mm-hmm. medical tourism is so huge, like there's totally just tons and tons of forums where you can just find the best doctor or the best dentist that people go to. But mm-hmm. um that's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about, especially with like, yeah, I don't know. Uh like the guy, I mean, this is one anecdote, but the guy was saying how like he went back to uh his dentist in the states and the dentist was like yeah i'll i'll put this up against any of the best work that i've seen like it's fine (laughs) uh so there were tons of dogs and cats that was cool like tons like just free roaming free roaming like they all free range free range doggies none of them were like emaciated or even skinny they were all like very well fed they were all super friendly um, is that they all had collars in, too is that Not because all. you're in like a touristy area like everywhere more... everywhere i went everywhere i went so you guys dogs. did go to some poorer areas and yeah like we went to so we went to puerto vallarta we went to san pancho we went to Sayulita and Guadalajara and Guadalajara is the second biggest city so yes um, there were definitely some poor areas there that's so I guess in um, Puerto Vallarta was also it's like the San Francisco of Mexico it has a huge expat gay community like huge (laughs) lots of gay bars lots of uh super friendly gay folks uh and lots of americans we did go to an aa meeting there and it was all english speaking and most people there were so like what a lot of people will do john was telling me is uh they'll just retire and get their ssi check either they'll they'll work remotely or they just retire and your social security check just basically doubles as far as spending yeah yeah I mean, we did nine days of hotels and Airbnbs, and my share was 300 bucks. Wow. Nice. 
Yeah. That's awesome. And, and you and felt then, like all the places you stayed were like really nice and they weren't really nice. Uh, cause we went to kind of the hotels that like locals would go to. Um, but they were nice. They were, they were super clean and the cleaning staff, like basically every time you left the room, when you came back, it was cleaned again. Uh, so very clean. I will say that, which I guess that's kind of the biggest thing, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's no, they all have these kind of inductor AC units, like window unit type things. Uh, you know they're like the, the the bar the strips or whatever if you've ever seen those yeah, um like, like the mini split things that are on the wall yes yes yeah. yes um and you can't flush toilet paper so you just wipe your booty and throw it in the trash because i guess the the septic systems can't really handle that so you're not supposed to so that was interesting hmm. um and like I didn't drink the tap water. Apparently in Puerto Vallarta you can though, but I didn't. So you know, lots of bottled water. Uh, everyone there was super nice. I never met any jerks. Um, we you know we went uh, shopping. All the food was super good. I ate. Uh, which Miriam, if you're listening, she was like, "Don't." My parents were so afraid for me to go to Mexico, and. Uh, <laughs> Cause they were like, if something happens there, we can't help you. And it's like, okay, like I know. <laughs> um, and they're like, don't, don't eat street food. And I ate street food. It's like, that was the best food we had. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's different down there to eat and what do tacos really taste like? Uh, they were really good. We had uh, nothing these, like ours though. Right. Not, I mean, if you've had, if, well, I don't know what, maybe not in New York, but in maybe Louisiana, York, yeah. yeah, we have a ton of like taquilleras and like authentic taco trucks. So you can gotcha. like, we, the street we do not tacos, have that in New York. Okay. Then yeah, probably not like, like Taco Bell. No, like that's like how, Taco like Bell. that's how we make tacos. Like even at home, like that's how I make tacos. Like there's not even like any food trucks in your area that do street style tacos. Not really. Not really. You can't get a good La Lingua taco. I guarantee. Well, if I was in New York City, yes, they'd be all over the place. But I live in upstate New York. I'm in like a rural farm area. So you all even use like salt, maple syrup, salt and pepper. Yeah, we all we're great at maple syrup. We have a maple festival. Oh my gosh, we're all about maple syrup. The food was phenomenal, and like the the and it was that was the cheap part like you could just eat like an asshole and really only spend you know nine fifteen bucks like the last night i was there we got these like fresh caught like the dude came and made fresh guacamole at the table and then i had fresh caught lobster enchiladas and it was like 15 bucks yeah say it again but slower and sultry fresh freshly made avocados deep pitted added fresh cut jalapenos what uh, what yeah. sound did it make when he was mashing it up <laughs> I don't know there's if no can. sound no. it didn't work hear no anything. not at all <laughs> i can't do that well i used to the mac and cheese and i'm only asking this because i'm on a diet and trying to be healthy and bullshit like that like, do you feel like the food overall in Mexico is like way healthier than what we have in America? Uh, I saw like more. I don't, natural I, don't I don't know. I don't know that I saw like obese people. Like, I do mean, they I'm, eat I'm, processed I'm, food the way we do? Mm, or... Well, so, OK, this was an interesting thing I saw. Uh, so every uh any like when i went to the the oxo which is like their 7-eleven uh which they had 7-elevens too mm-hmm. every like sugary snack they had these big uh nutrition fact label like on the front where it'll say like excess sugar excess salt and it'll kind of give like the the mm-hmm. the milligram and kind of a warning and I couldn't find an energy drink that had like more than 120 milligrams of caffeine. 
so it seemed like yes maybe there was there is like more regulation as far as like the processed food and like how much um but like we went to a walmart and they had all the same stuff but it 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 did it did seem that their diet maybe was i mean this i guess it's hard to make uh sweeping generalizations but yes it seemed to me that it was like healthier i i never i never left a a restaurant meal or like a a street food meal and felt that like heavy oh i feel like like i shouldn't have ate that yeah that's (laughs) yeah interestingly now that i think about it I, i never had that so i know i know there's like a whole list of like dozens of foods that are only in america that are basically illegal everywhere else in the world that's so that's funny in, including pop tarts by the way <laughs> really yeah well, i just saw my pantry right now i just saw i have some too but i just saw that on a on a news thing that they they had a whole list of foods that are literally not allowed in other countries that we eat here and pop because was one because of them. because they're so unhealthy I think because I think a lot of those that have like uh, genetically, you know, those GMOs. Well, it's not just that. Yeah. Genetically modified things in the foods. I think a lot of countries don't allow those things. I'll have to look it up. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense. They might ban like a lot of high fructose corn syrup too. Because they subsidized a lot of corn farmers to do high fructose corn syrup. Have you, have you heard that? And I don't even know if this is a conspiracy that, uh, like the new Coke thing. So when Coke was switching over to high fructose corn syrup, this the the story goes that they released new Coke, which was like purposefully bad, so uh, that people begged for the return of quote old Coke, and when they brought they it back, it. they had switched it with corn I syrup. I've heard that. It's pretty genius, if true. So did you have a real Coca-Cola in Mexico? Yeah, we did have one? yeah, Me- Mexican Coke is great. Yeah. Mexican bottled Coke is fantastic. You can find stuff. it in Sam's Club here. Glass yep. bottles, real sugar. Yep. Oh, I see it. So so some of them are because of brominated vegetable oil. So like Mountain Dew is banned in a hundred countries. Holy cow. Because of that. Um dairy products like uh certain yogurts. What is Oh, Cape, Cape Cod kettle potato chips. <laughs> Banned in the UK and Canada. You remember Olean, Olestra, that was just <laughs> yeah. making people poo their pants? That's what what's it, that is literally, it's so funny you said that. That is what the ingredient is in those chips. That's Still? why that's why it's illegal. Yep. It says known as Olean, Olestra is a chemical that lowers calorie count in fat-free potato chips. And the Cape Cod potato chips that say 40% reduced fat have that in it. Uh, hilarious. Yeah. So we're going to do a Cape Cod kettle chip challenge, challenge live episode. Let's see. So, wait, your, your brother pooed his pants from Oli? So, <laughs> no, but it, it had that effect. Uh, I think it was Pringles that used to use it too. Yeah. And yep. He was the only one in the family that that can affected, and he was like, "I gotta go. See y'all later." Oh, uh, and apparently it was like awful because the way it works is it's just uh, it's just an undigestible fat, so it's you're just pulling it's going out straight through you this straight <laughs> fat, dude. Oh, greasy nastiness. Well, at least it doesn't stay in you. Maybe that's better. So we yeah. did get, we did get to go to the one of the oldest pyramid structures in central america that was Uh, like older older than the aztecs and the mayans and i did take a picture because so the only nephilim uh related thing i saw was that the chief so it was uh these three um concentric circle pyramids they look kind of like mounds but they were steps. They had 13 mm-hmm. steps and all the, the numbers of steps and everything um, had numerical significance. Like, you know, the math and stuff would equal like 52 weeks or there were like eight 
due to uh, or there were four. Anytime there was a staircase, there were four steps for the four elements. Um, and then they had uh, eight houses in a circle surrounding the the middle pyramid and those were representing like the eight elements like in addition to like fire water and all that there was like uh thunder and some other stuff that oh ocean some other things that i can't remember and this this like tribe worshipped uh the sky god and so next to the biggest temple there was the chieftain's hut or house or palace or whatever you want to call it and the stairs leading to his house were huge they were humongous uh much bigger for a normal man to walk up comfortably if you ask me and they had this cool Hmm. sorry go ahead no you go ahead yeah i was gonna say so then was the chief named the chief because of physical prowess like he was just huge yeah that's what i'm saying i don't know uh i didn't i didn't ask him because i knew john would have made fun of me um do you feel like the steps were so big that even a large man wouldn't really be able to scale them uh i sent you no you could scale them but it, it just it well, I mean, wasn't like a comfortable step. step it would have been a like i would have had to lift my knee like almost to like my peck like to step up on it like it was a these were that's a pretty big step it was a pretty big step um and they had these two the just the the engineering was so impressive so they had this the the central or not the central but uh one of the main attractions or arenas was this uh this ball game they played so it was from overhead it looked like a uh they had a practice court and they had the real court. The practice court looked like a uppercase letter I, like it was a long row where you played the game. And then the top and bottom of the I was like, um, like the goal line basically. And then the actual court um, was like a T and so it was basically just a long skinny, uh, playing area and it was you're only allowed to hit the ball with your hips so it wasn't like the like the famous like Mayan game where you you put the ball the through rings. through the rings uh, yeah. the only goal was you like in Harry Potter yeah the only goal <laughs> in that which you know they renamed that game because they're distancing themselves Quidditch? from uh, yeah it's no longer Quidditch because everyone has turned their back on uh, JK Rowling I will stand firm. I was watching Harry Potter today. I love it. Continue. Yep. Well, you're <laughs> you're a heartless bigot then. Um, so the way they built this court, so the game was played for like 13 to 15 hours is what he said. And the way the court was built that uh, one side in the morning would have the advantage because of where the sun was, but by noon, the other side would have the advantage because the sun switches sides and it would be in your eyes. And he said that it was, this was how everybody in the region like settled disputes. Like if me and Andrew got into some beef, it'd be like, all right, well, you get seven people, I'll get seven people and let's go settle that shit on the court, son. And they believed that the gods, uh, whoever won, it was because the gods wanted them to win. And the loser so, at, at no the different end, than now. no, that's, I made that exact same joke. I swear to you. I said, oh, it sounds like American football. And ha 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 ha. I got a good laugh. Uh, so at the end of the, the T on the actual court was a large uh, rectangular place where the loser would get killed and sacrificed um or you would just get a body cut off serious game and so that archaeologists have just found tons and tons and tons and tons of skulls and phalanges and amputated body parts there but he said people wouldn't mind our our tour guide was awesome he was super cool 
Um, shout out Juan. Uh, he he was saying that nobody minded dying there because it was like a fast track to heaven. So it was like, cool. And it's like, you, you, even if you got injured, that still kind of counts. Uh, so it was like, everyone kind of was, it was like no big deal to die there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was very, very interesting. Um, I, feel, I feel like I would have had a problem with it. Well, I don't, don't want to die there. Back then, it's like, I guess, a clean death like that. Because it's like, think about all the different ways you would die back then. None of them were probably good, especially That's even true. like the natural deaths. Like, it's going to be some kind of. Right. Nobody's going to be giving you dis- drugs on the way out. No, like dysentery or. They called it Oleo back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. You just, they force. <laughs> feed you uh olestra and you just poo yourself to death uh so that that was a that was a very cool experience it could be like an an honor death oh like you were participating in the in the highest form of yeah 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 that's what that's that that probably is yeah that was the idea and then so we left there and we stopped at this roadside uh taco place and we were walking up and I see this little itty bitty baby snake on the ground. And I'm like, Ooh, and I go and I like grab it by the tail and I grab it again. And the lady runs around the counter and just stomps on its head and gives me this crazy look. And she goes, it's spicy. The snake is spicy. (laughs) And uh, yeah, our guide was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's venomous. And I was like, Oh, I, I just like I just, I'm from Louisiana. I just didn't yeah. know what in your head, like what in your head was like. Yeah, I should pick up a snake in Mexico. I don't, I don't know. I forgot. I would. I would think they would all kill you. <laughs> like I would be worried. About I, that I know. I forgot what, where I was at, man. I did see some cool iguanas, and I kept pointing it out to our guide, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're we everywhere. have those. They're everywhere. <laughs> they're a nuisance." Yeah. So those are so, cool. El Chupacabra? No, no Chupacabra. Not that I yeah. saw. Did you talk to any locals about it? Like uh urban legends? Anything secretive? I didn't even I didn't even think to ask about Chupacabra. That's what mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of more of a uh like South Texas thing. I guess, not. Well, it I doesn't guess... respect national borders, it's gonna cross. That's true. It's a good point, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all um did, <laughs> did y'all watch uh oh all the uh I did see a bunch of hilarious anti-Trump shirts and I also saw some <laughs> Let's Go Brandon shirts which I thought was hilarious. Interesting. That's funny. They're Were there just, any Jed 2020 shirts there? No, sadly uh, not. They I, I hadn't uh there was some customs issues. Before before we if if you're shifting gears. I want to know when you're in Mexico, because I always want to know this if I go to those kinds of places, because I'm a photographer and I always want to take pictures. So when you were like it, like the pyramids and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like, is there so many people and stuff that you really can't do it? Is it like, is it like the people, it looked kind of like there weren't a lot of people in the pictures. No, you we got there. Like, can we, you mill around and do what you want or do they keep you really oh, yeah. secluded? No. And we got there, I guess we kind of lucked out. It, it was because well, A, we really lucked out because we ended up getting a private tour be- with our tour guide because no one else had signed up that day. But oh, he said, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome. But he said that the weekend prior, there was like two different groups of like 120 like oh, school wow. kids. So I think it was just <laughs> luck of the draw. Yeah. yeah. And because I was got- worried about that. Like going someplace I really want to like explore and be able to like, you know, take photos and, and have it be a cool experience. And then you're like, you're on a little cart, like a tourist cart and they won't let you out. (laughs) No, "Ah." we, we got, we got, uh, we got pretty, pretty free range. There was the only irritating thing was that somebody, I, I straight up me and John, both, we thought we had like stepped on a beehive or something, uh, (laughs) And then we realized someone was flying a drone and it was so irritating 
because it was just uh, and it just it sounded constantly like it was like a uh like you know when a, a horse fly is buzzing right behind you it just sounded like that the whole time i was uh, getting so irritated i was like if i see someone with a remote control i'm gonna <laughs> slap it out of their hands spicy. um spicy it's a spicy <laughs> oh and i i did good uh i did decent with i use google translate a lot uh john knew enough spanish to kind of get us through and i i did okay uh with uh learning a few phrases and talking to people but our last day and john made fun of me so bad i was riding in our uber and the i was in the back and the passenger seat was butted right up against my my knees and so i I tapped on the driver. I was like, hey, excuse me, um, uh, more uh, legaroom. <laughs> <And he was, laughs> John was like, what? Dude? And I was like, I don't, I was so tired. I was like, I don't know, dude. I just. How do you make this happen? <laughs> just, I need legroom, bro. More uh, legaroom. Legaroom. Um, yeah. So what, y'all, what, what y'all been doing? What's the word? I've started uh, refereeing now, so I'm officially certified. The United States Soccer Federation had my first games on Friday, and I learned, not really learned, it reinforced the fact that I am out of shape. Oh, yeah. Uh, So my calves are done. How much running are you doing? Uh, I did six miles in two games. Jeez. And that, and that's just as an assistant referee. So I only cover half the field on the sideline. Wow. Yeah. That's a good way to show you how fast you are very fast, how much you are not in shape. (laughs) And the first two age groups were like a U18 girls and a U16 girls. So they're like the U18 girls did less running than the U16 girls, surprisingly, but they were quicker. And so I had to try and keep up. Oh, geez. (laughs) Did, have you uh, have you dealt with any crazy parents yet? I don't know how it is. I don't know how soccer so, parents are. Uh, so I hear it's better than baseball parents. But yes, I have because uh, I'm head ref or referee manager at our city's rec league. And I've had to kick parents out before. Like, give me an example. So What's the worst one? What's the most the worst one? one? We had to call the police um, and it wasn't. That's parents. pretty bad. Too- it was two coaches oh my god and i won't give any details you know about names or whatever but the one coach was step parent to a player and the other coach was the natural parent and trying to make their schedules match between who got the kid when for practices or games and one person was trying to control when the kid would or wouldn't show up for the other person's practice or game it got heated quick and that so, yeah, fun. it was uh, <laughs> borderline hands being thrown, but law enforcement got involved. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll have to, you'll definitely have to mentally jot down any crazy parent moments. And, and, and think before. of the best, uh, find me the best soccer kid name. I'm sure you uh, hear the whitest names few, possible. I've had a few Jadens like the same year. Yep. Jaden, Braden, Caden. That's pretty common. Jaden, Kajaden. Jaden. Yeah. Um, any, uh, you know, I'm still, we're still waiting for this financial collapse that just is not happening. Any it's actually going soon. the other direction, it looks like. Uh, what? I would say there have been bull rallies during a bear market before it hits the actual low it's possible oh, i mean crypt- say that. crypto's moving up nicely though is um, it i haven't even i'm opening up oh, my yeah. oh my god what's happening i just opened up my coinbase for the first time yeah genuinely it's, it's quite a bit higher unless some, it did uh, something this afternoon i mean ETH what's was bitcoin almost at currently last i saw it was hovering around i don't even remember Holy uh, cow. It was doing better. I have to look at what it's doing. Um, like, I know ETH was around 2000 or 1900, but 
Um, and the stock market hasn't, I mean, I've actually been doing good the last week, but I've been moving saying, stuff around. I'm and, saying it's not over yet. Well, I know what you're saying. You you could be very well right. I mean, so there, then what, what would this be? Bit. What would this be? Just a slight bull rally. Oh, okay. So nothing. Because usually there's a short, like 20 to 40% recovery before it actually bottoms out. It, it, you're oh. right. It could, it could totally do that. Um, Bitcoin's at 24,300 right now. Okay. It's doing a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of stuff jumped this morning. Yeah. Uh, Ethereum's doing better. So inflation did go down by 0.1% last month to 8.5. Oh. That's still crazy high, dude. I mean, yes. I mean, and you, the whole debacle about the uh, the White House trying to redefine what oh, what was it? Uh, not economic downturn, not a depression. It's the other word. Anyway, they're trying to redefine it when traditionally it was defined as two two quarters in a row of downturn in GDP. And we did that last quarter. Well, I, I need, I need, uh, I, I'm really, I had heard, I really need the housing. Um, I need the housing markets to chill. It's, it's started to. That's what I've heard. So yeah, it, it do you think there's a chance for, I'm such a stupid question. I mean, but obviously we're all just, we're just straight. We're guessing here. Uh, do you think there's like a, a chance for a significantly, like let's say rental prices to level out or cool off in the next uh, four to six months? I don't really know that much about the rental market and how it's affected. It depends on how the housing market goes. Is, yeah. it, is it directly correlated? Cause, yeah, because if it's cheaper than to buy housing, then people will stop renting and then renting prices will go down. Yeah. Sure. All right, all right. Calm down. I, just I would still say wait it out if you can. Yeah, yeah. If you can do a well, six-month lease and reevaluate. Yeah, because I might be looking to uh, to move in the next in the next six months or so, but I don't, I really, yeah. Rent prices need to. You're coming to Missouri, right? Staying in the general area. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Staying in the general area for sure. Um, It's been beautiful up in here in New York. I can't really recommend it as a place to live, but. Yeah. Cause they don't have tacos. Yeah. I'm not going, I'm not going anywhere that doesn't have (laughs) no taco. You've got I Taco mean, Bell. That's basically what you said. You have to make your own tacos. Oh, actually, we've got a we've got a really we've cool, got tacos. You got to make your own. <laughs> Mom <laughs> we, says we have tacos at home. We've yeah, got exactly. a really good. Uh, we've got a good restaurant downtown called uh, Garage Taco. That's like all the ridge. I think they. Mm. they I think they a, do. It's not even a Spanish authentic. name. I don't believe it. It's not Spanish. It's very yuppie. <laughs> it's very. It's very. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Bar none, the best taco place I went to was just outside of Chicago. It's called Taqueria Toluca. And I couldn't remember which one, so I tried to look it up. But there's like 30 of them in the area, and I don't know which one I went to. But we were the only white people in there, and it was spectacular. Yeah, that's 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 the way to go. We do have some authentic Mexican places. That's actually not true. We have a few that were like run by, you know, like all Mexican employees and and, it, and it, they are authentic, but they're not like uh, they're not popular. I mean, there's like one or two of them in, in my area, but they're not like street food or tacos. Uh, I, I feel like you're just I feel like you're retracting statements now. And it's, it feels that way a little bit. Sometimes yeah. I forget you just things, want Judd to move in with you. Say I mean, it. I mean, he could. I mean, there's you have to sleep See? like on the couch, but worth it. <laughs> it's, it's always an option if you're up here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, did y'all watch Prey yet? I have no. not. Do you know I've heard what that glowing is? reviews, however. Yeah, it's phenomenal, dude. I've been watching uh, all the Rob Zombie movies. What? Oh, how about the Monsters trailer that looked so bad? 
I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that yet. Oh god! I was watching dude, his original. So terrible. What like are, House I, House House of a Thousand Corpses. And, I hate uh, those. The man. Devil's Rejects. And, yeah, I hate. I don't like. I don't know. They're brutal. Yeah, they just make me feel gross, dude. Especially yeah. Devil's Rejects and how, yeah. all of them. It's just I don't know. You're gonna need to take care of that. What is that? Wow. <laughs> we get it. You're popular, but, Andrew. Yeah. Well. The problem is, is I had my phone turned off and then I turned it on. Now I'm getting every notification for the last hour. Nobody's trying to do a podcast. Right? I know it, it seems ridiculous, right? Yeah, it does. It does. It does <laughs> indeed. Uh, Prey is great. Prey is probably. What's that about? Uh, it's the new Predator movie, but it's. Oh, uh, yeah. It is. Yes. A Predator goes back and hunts a Comanche tribe. All Native American cast. Yep. Have yep. you watched the uh, train wreck Woodstock 99 documentary? Yes, on? I watched. Have you seen the HBO one? I watched both of them. Yeah. Yeah. The Netflix one was a little better, I will say. Well, I the, don't know. They, they both were good. I, I think they were both good. I noticed like I thought the so Netflix was what? Three parts. I thought the first two were basically telling me stuff I already saw in the other documentary. Mm-hmm. And then the third one they covered some other stuff that like, I didn't know, you know, like, like that truck coming into the rave. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that one. Yeah. It did have some points that I didn't know that were kind of, kind of interesting. I, I, I always forget about Woodstock 94. That's the one I forget. That was a good one. Well, that was a great one. Wasn't that the mud one? There was a lot of mud at 94. So Woodstock's like, uh, right next to me like my wife's uh like like grandparents like owned the land that woodstock was on so like oh, really yeah they owned part of the property like way back so hmm. like I, I could have gone to all the woodstocks um i remember not going to 99 because i just heard it was going to be a shit show which it, it was and who also, did you hear that from how would you have so that it was pretty yeah well, First of all, you have to be the price of the tickets were outrageous, as I recall. I can't remember what they were, but I think they were like $150 a ticket or something crazy. So as a teenager, I wasn't going. Um, But the 94 one was like, that one was awesome. That was like, you know, the grunge era, like, and there was a lot more like love, like peace and love. Like that generation actually did have a lot of that, like connection, connective points, and by 99, like it was more like the angry, you know, like, uh, yeah, that limp biscuit, like kind of mentality of like breaking shit and being pissed off. And that wasn't going on in 93, 94. It was all like Soundgarden and Nirvana and like, yeah, the that's grunge true. That's true. That, that is interesting. Just how much, yeah, 99, that was, what do you think? what was what was the turning point there like oh that was around oh yeah columbine like but it's like the music didn't start that you know what i'm saying because like the you talking about the 99 one yeah well i'm just i guess i'm just saying like why it was a cultural shift yeah why was the cultural shift suddenly towards anger I don't know. You could see it though, like indefinitely in those, like the HBO documentary in particular, it kind of contrasted 94 to 99 and explained how it kind of shifted. And I can't remember, they did talk about some events. Columbine was one of them because the candlelight vigil at the end of 99 was supposed to be about that, I believe. Yeah. What a colossally idiotic idea that was. And then Chili Peppers doing fire at the end. I'm like, oh my God. That's great. I don't care what you flee, flee completely naked. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Um, so is I, there an is there a 94 documentary? I'm reading uh, the 94 one was like by all accounts like really beautiful and quite connected to the original one. You know, they felt like it was a pretty good representation. Like they ran out of stuff and facilities weren't good, and it ended up like the fences came down and like it was free like by like day two or something it was almost exactly what happened in the 60s like where it was just like nope the fences came down they can't control it now we're just everybody's kind of together in this it was a lot more of that yeah whenever well and people forget too that like the original woodstock had some 
like some bad stuff happened there too because it was oh, just yeah. hundreds of thousands of people which it's hard yeah. that's hard to they like, paint it, it with a really pretty brush but i've heard the same right thing, there was yeah, a lot because, of bad uh i think it it might have been on netflix um but there, yeah, there was a great documentary or HBO about the original Woodstock. And yeah, it's stuff I don't think about where it's like, okay, you get hundreds of thousands of people. Where are they going to go to the bathroom? What are they going to eat? And like, how are you going to get food to these people that are like stuck? And and especially back then where I think I think uh, like this just popped in my head and I think it's pretty a pretty good representation. I think in the 60s and in 94, what you had happen was yeah, there was a lot of shitty stuff and like discomfort, but you almost had like the 9-11 thing happen where it was like, yes, it was terrible, but it kind of banded everybody together. But in 99, like it was like them against the machine. It was like all the people like went against uh, like the oops, venue. You could and rage the against it, would you say? Yeah, they were raging against the machine for sure. And against the venue, against the promoters, against MTV, like yeah. they were pissed what? off. Well, Carson Daly said he thought he was gonna lose his life. Yeah, they they had to like <laughs> they had to literally escape though. God yeah. bless Carson Daly. MTV was like, we can no longer guarantee your protection. We gotta get out of here. Yep. Which is like, come on, bro. Like, you're not gonna die. I don't know, man. Do you think was, they were it, really gonna die? I mean, I, I guess. Think... Yeah, mob mentality is something. Did else. you see them pull down the freaking speaker towers? It's like yeah. holy shit. <laughs> And, and I guess it's like another another big difference one could argue is like, I wonder how much alcohol was present at original versus this one. And like how much that'll just turn crowds like mean, well, mean and, and dumb. It was that and like 99, I think a large part of it was like their lack of like clean facilities and water. And then like when the water, like they took everybody's water at the gate and then they made them purchase it inside. And it was like $7 a bottle. Yeah. Which back then that's like 15 bucks, something like that for three days. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. Could you imagine like how much water you need for like a three day festival in the heat? And and yeah. And no water to go because what was the one there was like some festival recently that they got on to them about not having water. Maybe it was like Blue Ridge Rock Fest like two years ago or something. Because I remember this going into Furnace Fest when people are like, I think that might have been last. I think because I think Blue Ridge was right before Furnace Fest last year. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was. Which, oh yeah. I drank like six liters of water in a day at Furnace Fest. I drank so much water at Furnace Fest. Oh, I, I drank more water at uh, South by So What this year because that was in. Oh, yeah. It was so hot uh, at that festival that the three or four days after the festival ended, they straight up they're like, "We are moving the festival to March next year. Like we're not doing that again because it was Wasn't so it hot." On turf. Yes, and yeah, so turf that, runs hotter even. Yes, and that also was why there were so many audio issues because everybody's laptops were overheating and all the sound equipment was <laughs> melting and glitching uh, out. Like it was brutally hot and you had so many people, I guess it was the same deal with festivals last year and like the Astro world thing. It's like you have so many people that hadn't been to an outdoor event in two years. Uh, all of a sudden, just thinking they can beast it out in the heat for three days it's people yeah heat's the worst like i it, that makes me like i will literally if i know a festival is going to be that hot i will not go like i went to a blues fest last year and it was like 90 95 like i didn't even want to be out there like i didn't want to see any of the bands like i was just like find me shade <laughs> it's rough i i can definitely i can definitely handle extreme heat better than i can handle extreme cold but that's not really to say that i can handle it well uh it's it's just more what i'm used to i mean music isn't fun in the cold either but if it's a little chilly you can just put a jacket yeah Yeah. exactly it's like in heat what the hell you can only take so much off when it's hot (laughs) right and then it almost works against you because then you just get sunburned yeah right wait 
So, uh, Andrew, you're going to make it to Furnace Fest this year? Where's Furnace Fest? Birmingham, Alabama. Probably not. Which, bro, last year, speaking of we thought it was going to be hot, last year, randomly, it turned into like a 73-degree weekend. Like, the most idyllic temperature ever. It was, That's what it was like. like two weeks before a hurricane hit. That's what it's it been was. This week. It was. So, and oh, that's and right. It's the best. That's right. We are. We are now. Um, God, I forgot that. I forgot about hurricanes, but we are now in peak. Uh, we're approaching our peak hurricane season. So, I'd have to fly to. I'd have to fly to Alabama. I mean, I would. I, I was gonna I have drive, to drive but... by myself, but I think my buddy uh, Ethan is coming again this year. So. Yeah. Yep. Let me see. Yep. Let me see. Which me you see you could have stayed in that room with us, Kenan, but then I would feel bad for stealing another roommate away. <laughs> I can't do that. So for me to drive to Birmingham, it would take me. Let's see here. A Two long a time. Days. It probably wouldn't be that bad. Oh, it's not bad at all. I can get there in uh, fourteen hours and thirty nine minutes. That's oh. not bad. That's actually not a terrible drive. No, it's not. You can do that. So we'll see you there, bro. <laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome. We will uh, see you there. We got a month and a half. Or, yeah. Well, that's got to be a. So where do you? How far is it for you, uh, guys? Because you're eight not hours. Right, you're not right there. Yeah, eight hours. How yeah. long is it? Yeah, for you, mine's Kenny? like a ten to twelve hour. Two. So, so yeah, mine's just a couple more. Driving hours. sucks. No big deal. We had yeah, to, but I go through Nashville and get me some good food. I would go through Nashville too, actually. I'd I, like my I'd go right down uh Route 81. So I'd go through Virginia and then Knoxville. There's something about uh groups of men getting together and discussing routes, which <laughs> is hilarious to me. They will always discuss like the best way to get places and it. I've found myself caught in those conversations before. And then I'm like, what? I don't, whatever, dude. I'm just going to, I'm just going to use the GPS, bro. Well, like, well that's what I do too. I'm at the mercy of Google maps. So that's, that's the same thing I do. The only thing I do when I'm going down, I will say is like, I will take whatever route in general that goes around Washington, DC, because that's a nightmare. Mm. So mm. like if, if you hit Washington, DC, there's like this whole beltway and you can yeah, literally you get there, stuck in the there for four hours. The last time you were there was January 6th, right? <laughs> or do they not? Ooh, oh, they he don't know. That. Was that the, they was don't that, know. That that was the uh, whole. Uh, what do you think? So storming. how about, well, gosh, time's running out. That's a whole nother thing. But I like wasn't how, there, but I know people that were. <clears throat> how there's already been vigilante attacks on the government since the Trump FBI thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad sign. Yep. That's what I'm they're saying. Heavily they're heavily monitoring online chatter. Yeah. There's no there's no good solution here. It's not gonna work out well, it seems. Either way. It's just not gonna be good. Which doesn't bode well for 2024, but we'll get there. Uh but send me an email at church and other drugs at gmail.com, patreon.com slash church and other drugs. Storefrontier.com slash version of the drugs. <laughs> <laughs>